Ladies and gentlemen, today we have the most attractive guest that I'll ever have on this podcast, my favorite person in the whole world, Shaylee. I don't know about most attractive, but I mean, probably your favorite. Yeah, at least the second one. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you happen to hear in the background, <laughs> it's just Bentley. He's just paying. He just had a little surgery last week. He's on pain pills. He's just a little anxious. We just gave him some medication, so yes. hopefully he should uh, calm down soon and go into a nice doggy sleep. Yes. Good night. Um, Bentley is the dog. He's our, our son of sorts. It's our, our best friend, our sister Megan, that lived with us here. It's it's her dog, so he's like our dog. Yeah. And he just had a, what was it, ruptured disc? Ruptured. Yeah, he had a ruptured disc in his back and had to have surgery. So he had spinal surgery, and um, he has weakness of his back leg. So he still needs a lot of help. He's um, bored, poor guy. Walk in, and he has to have a little sling. Yeah. You walk with him with it. It's pretty sad, but he's doing a lot better. Yeah, dogs are dogs are a lot of work. I mean, that's like they're a lot of work as is. But when they have an injury, it's it's full time. Like he's, we've got to do like mobility with. We're just watching him for a few days. Like um, a week. Oh well, yeah, a week. <laughs> for a few days. You're for me, watching him for a few yeah, days. <laughs> I have a show out of town, but uh, we're just watching him. I mean, and we got to do mobility. You got to wipe his poor, poor butt for him. Like. <laughs> take him outside a couple of, you got to walk his back legs for him as he's moving because he can't really use them very much right now it's a it's a it's a big responsibility to get a dog in the first place but then you got to think oh you know what if something happens we got to pay for this all these things so right so this is not much different than what i'm used to at work but <laughs> yeah. um the medications the assisting the wiping butts the wiping of butts the wiping of, of secretions but it is different because you know he can't tell you what's wrong or if he needs something so that's challenging if somebody didn't know that you were a nurse what do you think they would have to say just okay so she wipes butts yeah know anything about you like this is the first time on the podcast listening to it yeah what do you think they would assume from that sentence right there um i don't know they must have think i'm some sort of caregiver or something i mean somebody who wipes butts that's wipes butts gives medications i mean it kind of makes sense some people don't even wipe their own butt let alone someone else's (laughs) it's true (laughs) i've seen that as well (laughs) <laughs> I wipe my own ass. Or they think that they're wiping it, but they really are not doing. They're just a good going job. through the motions. Yeah, they're, they're not just doing throwing it. some stuff back there. <laughs> okay, lean against the toilet paper. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang it! A couple minutes into the podcast with you, babe, and we're talking about poopy. It never fails yeah. my you, entire life. I try to keep this as a mature podcast, ladies and gentlemen, but um, Shaylee's very mature. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't. I just somehow it's it's the nurse in me. I just talk about bowels and blood mm-hmm. and just gross stuff it's just it's all that comes out of my mouth so yeah you guys actually have a running um list yeah S- some uh, nurses and other other medical field people that she knows yeah. uh, have a list of just dirty words let's go over the, some of those words right now let's just say them so if anybody is driving to work or enjoying <laughs> this in the loudness of their speakers please just turn it up a tad bit um <laughs> you know maybe even light a candle Oh, no. We'll get you some terms that you can bring home to, well, to your significant other. Of course, the you know the first list is, is moist. It's moist. a lot of people's. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm doing, uh, I'm, I'm an audio guy. I have to make sound bites. Yeah. People want to hear these. Um, discharge. Discharge. Okay. No, we what, don't no. need to do the Keep going. Whisper. We got to get the whole thing. Mucus. 
Stop. This is ASMR. Creamy. Creamy. Stop. We do not need to hear that. Okay. Uh, we'll say them better then. Milky. You can't say that one good. Yeasty. Colon. I don't know. Colon, like, didn't really do it for me, but, it, you know, it did it for somebody else. It was like, that word is not colon. okay. What about imagining yourself inside a colon? Uh, that is not a place I would want to be. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a gross, like, you're like, ugh. Yeah. But you know what? You can make a lot of money going into specialty areas, and GI is one of those. So what I do you mean? Maybe like, one day I could be in a colon. I just, yeah, I just don't think we should do that. <laughs> I don't want you to make dinner and shit. You know, just poopy hands. I mean, what do you think I do? I know all the other times. Yeah, let's not talk about it. Gloves, moving on. Washing. Let's actually put that list away. Yeah, that list should not be that's, spoken. Yeah, those are not words. Those are Shaylee's mantras that she repeats every morning in her meditations. Okay. <laughs> no. Um. So, we as we're getting the the podcast up and running, as we're as I'm getting things going, we're kind of I'm kind of circling. You know how how and what the podcast is all about because I just have my hands and everything and I'm just <laughs> poor guy's restless over here. Uh, I, I just, I have so many, like I change what I really want. The core of, the, you know, the, the core, I guess, of the podcast stays the same, but, but overall it's kind of hard to, to negotiate. So we were talking about um, something that we wanted to offer value is something that we do well and we are getting better and better at is communication just as a couple um, so we wanted to touch on that and I just think any, you know, in any value that anybody would take from it, if you're in a relationship or you're looking to be in a relationship, I think just, um, the art of communication, we've been together for many years and there's so many things that we thought we were good at and you just learn the next year. You're like, fuck, I sucked at that. <laughs> and communication is something that every year, if, if you're able to be introspective, is able to be like, dang, like we're so much better at communication now than we were two years ago. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, let's talk about that. What do, what do you, what do you have to say about that? Well, one of the big things, um, you know, we talked about before we, we, we hopped on here was that, um, I am not somebody that talks about my feelings. Well, um, I'm pretty personal with that. I don't like to show others in my emotions. You know, it's a little different with you because I'm comfortable with you. Um, but I think it's still something that I still struggle with no matter what, like talking about my feelings. So, one thing that I've really worked on, you know, in the last couple of years is just trying to tell you how I feel. Mm-hmm. If I feel a certain way about something or if there's something bothering me. Previously, I would, um, you know, just not tell you about it. And it would build up and build mm-hmm. up and build up. And then somehow it would explode. It would be me. You know, unfortunately, a lot of times it was me drinking and then just letting all of my emotions go and I would lash out at you um you know that happened on multiple occasions or I would be you know doing something and it would be like the straw that breaks the camel's back and it'd mm-hmm. be one mm-hmm. thing and I'd be like because um, yeah, you had other stuff yeah building like it was you. stacked mm-hmm. and the last couple years I've really tried to not let it get to that point because when I would snap and I would freak out, I would be in tears. You know, sometimes you would be in tears because of the things that I said. They were hurtful um, or, you know, just mean because I was so frustrated. And a lot of times it wasn't just you. You know, I was frustrated with myself, mm-hmm. frustrated that I couldn't talk to you about these things. 
and so that was just a huge thing that I think is really so important I mean we really haven't had anything like that for a long time or really an argument like a real argument Mm -hmm. or you know we almost never fight like that anyways we're just not argumentative people we're more like let's sit down and talk about this rationally and logically Mm -hmm. um but i think those talks have been more frequent you know we can sit down and talk about things easier yeah i i think that just it's kind of hard because a a lot of times it it takes a little bit of swallowing of pride and a lot of times it takes outside of just you know like outside of just festering with something outside of just doing the dishes with vigor and just like this motherfucker like i'm doing his dishes whatever when he's sleeping at night and putting that pillow over his face yeah and you just think about murdering me and stuff help me if you're listening to this um (laughs) and it's it's easy to get caught up with honestly it sounds so simple but not realizing that we're festering Mm because we make festering normal Mm -hmm. we make I'm so sick of him doing this. And you're just like, well, it's just normal. And, and all the things you, you think about in your head. And then mm-hmm. you come home from work the next day and you you bring them back up. You're looking for them again. If, you're, if your dude is leaving his shoes on the next to the couch where you don't like mm-hmm. every single day, you're going to come look like, did he leave it there or not? And so, yeah, communication, be, being able to just talk things out and often sometimes realize that you were being biased or that I was being... Um, overly emotional or, or whatever, you know, a lot of times just communicating from a point of we're kind of getting frustrated here. There seems to be some disconnect between the two of us. Like, l- let's start talking about it, you know, and like the first few minutes of a conversation are almost always a little like, ugh, like I can talk to you about anything, but I'm still like kind of shaky. Like this is something that obviously I'm feeling nervous about. But once you get the ball rolling, once you start having those conversations with the agreement, like, hey, we're here to talk about this. I'm not going to get mad. You're not going to get mad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, it seems like we kind of figure ourselves out as we communicate with each other because mm-hmm. we're good at bringing those parts out of each other mm-hmm. when we just let each other you know, speak and, and pull it out. I think, too, um, one thing that I know, I've never been to therapy myself, but I know a lot of people talk about um, like when they see a therapist and speaking with their significant other or anybody really just saying, I feel this mm-hmm. way when you... And I think that that is really such a simple thing to say, but it means so much. You know, like, I feel this way when you do this because it's not blame. Like, I'm not trying to just blame you. Like, this is all your fault. You know, it's it's like, I feel this way because of this. And sometimes we do things and we don't realize how it affects the other person. Mm-hmm. So just kind of being able to say like this is the way i feel and you know this this matters to me because of something you're doing or you know whatever it, it creates open dialogue because maybe i'm feeling so, some way about something but it's not how you're meaning it at all you know right. it's just something and, and a lot of times all it would take is is a, a conversation a talk of us getting down to the point of it being like oh okay so you didn't mean it like that and you're like no no of course Mm -hmm. and then from that point you can say okay look i misunderstood Mm -hmm. no big and then i can say no big deal like Mm -hmm. these things we don't we kind of sometimes we don't catch them in time like Mm -hmm. what like misinterpretations of what we're actually saying Mm -hmm. like if i you assume that i said something else and you're feeling a different way about it and we don't talk about it then that just stays that way Mm mm-hmm 
It's very important, especially, I mean, you know, living with someone is, is a huge thing outside mm -hmm. of being in a relationship with someone and interacting with so much and then adding in finance and adding in everything, you know, mm -hmm. it's, there's a lot of extra work that it takes to do. Yeah, definitely. Relationships are not just something that you are, you're in. Like, you're not mm -hmm. just like, oh, this is it. I mean, maybe some people, maybe some people truly have this super easy, perfect relationship. But mm -hmm. I guarantee if you talk to most people, they don't have that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it takes work and it takes effort. And especially when you've been together a long time, you know, you consistently have to work at it and improve yourself and try to improve your partner and Another thing that you had kind of mentioned a little bit ago was um, basically kind of about your ego. Um, you have to be able to understand that you make mistakes and things are your fault or mm -hmm. you did act a certain way or, you know, you were a jerk, you know, right. anything like that. You have to be able to accept that and, and say, like, I am sorry for that. Right. Or Yeah, and, and, you know, something that it definitely because – over the last year, we've both gotten better about that. And like something that I just very much admire about you is you're able to now more than ever, like bring back that conversation later. Like, mm -hmm. you know that I need to like, sometimes I just get so flustered and I need to like be alone and you, you know, like you'll let me have that. You'll text me or you'll talk to me mm -hmm. and you'll, you'll really introspectively say like, Hey, so here's what was going on. Like, here's what I was thinking. I'm able to see this differently. Like you're able to, I guess I guess revisit it and then feel so comfortable you know with our with our relationship and with our love for each other that you can openly say which is so hard because being vulnerable is so hard like especially mm -hmm. for me in some senses but like you're able to say like hey I know that I was five minutes ago ten minutes ago very stern on this thing but like I and you know now that we talk about it I was wrong. I'm so sorry. And a lot of times I can see, I can feel, I just know like, like you're crying sometimes. Like you're, you feel so bad for saying mean things to me. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's, that's something that whether, you know, at, at, as a man, in my opinion, I feel like it, that's a point where it becomes a man's job to, or, or whatever. Uh, I'm not even going to go into the thing. Uh, it becomes a, a you know a, a man's job um, to say like okay like like thank you so much not to be like oh like let, let's get my win let's get my victory lap like yeah mm -hmm. you should feel bad or mm -hmm. or try to like let my anger go like it's 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 generally as, as soon as you're able to communicate with me like hey I was wrong I know that wasn't easy for you mm -hmm. and so I want to make that so comfortable to be like it's okay babe like. Thank you. And then we can kind of summarize. We take the argument and we're able to even sometimes through a text message, you know, it's, it's a different world we live in. I know people don't think that's right to text sometimes, but sometimes we can resolve an argument and be like, it's okay. I love you, you know, and then we can hug it out later, whatever. Right. But yeah, I, I think, yeah, I, I definitely admire that about you though. You have gotten so much better at just communicating like such, such a short period of time, like, like where we, we can take an argument instead of not you just saying I'm right you're wrong but mm -hmm. like hey here's what I just got from the argument I thought about it for a few minutes and I, I think that anybody can benefit from that you know whatever your version of that as a listener is mm -hmm. it seems to have like our relationship just seems to be going very well yeah um I definitely thank you for acknowledging that I'm getting better at that because that is something I've been working on I'm somebody that I am, like you said, I'm like very set or like set in my way. It's like my way. 
because I know like this is right or whatever. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I just need. Sorry, the dog was making some weird noises. He, he makes me so sad every time I look over at him. He's just like, oh, you guys are having a conversation without I me. I know, because he's not used to being locked in a pen. I feel like I want just... him to just be the thumbnail for this podcast. Just no. to him. <laughs> that would be so sad. Everybody would be like, I don't want to click that. It's going to like start singing. Yeah, no, Sarah McLaughlin just starts. <laughs> Can I get the rights for Sarah McLaughlin? You're like, Angel? okay, now I'm in tears. I need some Kleenex. I got um, some Kleenex for you. Yeah. Anyways, but... um. Where was I? Oh, I said thank you for acknowledging that I've been working on it. Sometimes oh, I'm the kind of person that I don't like to just go in. I'm Of course, I'm confrontational. I am confrontational at times. But I like to really think about things. So, like, for me, I need to think about how I'm going to handle this, how I truly feel about it. And so, like, when we're in the midst of a conversation and we disagree or whatever when you go away then i can have those like introspective moments of like okay Mm -hmm. what i said was wrong or this is how i would truly handle it or why did you do that and then i think about it and then i usually will like text you or revisit the conversation i mean this just happened you know a couple days ago and i felt terrible because that wasn't my intention of the way the conversation went um but but that doesn't mean yeah. that you were wrong is the thing. You know, I think that's an important thing for, for people. You know, with with arguments, we're so obsessed with being right or wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a, a lot of the times, I mean, we've been together for like nine years. Like we still have miscommunications just in our dialogue. Mm-hmm. The situation you're talking about a couple of days ago, we had an argument where, you know, I just, essentially I was explaining something and I got the feeling um, through through the situation that, that, I, wasn't, that I wasn't being taken seriously, whatever it was my interp- interpretation my interpretation once i explained it to you like hey like you know it kind of hurts my feelings when you do this you're able to say like that's not what i meant it mm-hmm. is not and i was able to believe you which is a very important part on my role of this mm-hmm. argument then we could take my belief like okay what what did you really mean by it and then we can have that conversation so a lot of times just the misinterpretations of two different people it still happens i'm sure people who have been married for 45 years still have like sometimes we, we like finish each other's sentences and we're like, like left and right, you know, but other times I completely misunderstand what you're saying. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like we think that, well, I fell in love. We miss, we understand everything. We read each other's minds. Like, okay, cool. You fell in love. That's, you know, that's 14% of how a relationship works. Figure out the rest. Right. And I think that's the risky part of where we're at now with text messaging and messaging and mm-hmm. social media. And I feel like, it would be very, it's, well, it is very easy to misinterpret mm-hmm. what people are thinking or saying with the way, you know, they're sending. And, you know, you, you write up a text message and you send it and you mean one way, mm-hmm. but it's perceived another way because you have no idea right. how the person's saying this. And that's, that's risky. That's, that's why, right. you know, texting is not a good way to handle yeah. conversations like you really need to be well and, and you know right it's like you know some like i just said i feel like sometimes there is some points where it's like you understand that the communication was was brought across and that's something you both have to be on the same page on but it is a lot of times where it's it's just like you know man like you know like if it's like should i be texting this that means no but <laughs> no just just call her i mean and there's something about face to face um, especially when you're able to like remain calm too. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, when you can look someone in the eyes, you know, you see him as a human, you're like, okay, you're trying to figure this whole life thing out too. 
let's try to figure out this life thing out side by side each other that would be sweet yeah 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 this life thing's not easy yeah i mean you make it pretty easy for me though that's true you're like my little puzzle piece hey um i wanted to talk about we so we have been jamming about um well, we've definitely been talking about personality types, but I wanted to skip ahead to um, like dream boards because mm. um, we have been talking. So I'm like over the last year, I've become um, a, more of a planner. Like I've always been a planner, but I've tried to, to develop it more, um, try to like route out and really see like, where do I want my next five years? Where do I want my company? Where do I want my business? What do I want? What do I want to succeed in? Um, where do I want my relationship? Um, what realistically is going to happen. And it's funny, not a lot of people do these sort of things. And we've been together for a long time. We've never done anything like this. But we've been talking about a dream board um, or a, a, there's tons of other names, I feel like. I don't know. Isn't there? I, I think so, but I feel like ba- dream ba- board. Battle board, I think is whatever. Oh, yeah, somebody else said that. But, but so uh, essentially, what, what would be your, um, honey, on the on the perspective of battle? Like what, what, or what is a dream board to a listener who has no idea what we're talking about? I mean, for me, a dream board is is really anything you want it to be, but it's what you want your life to look like or what you want your goals to be or what your goals are. And I think it's important to break it down in like a few different areas, one being what you want career-wise. Where do you want your career to go? What do you want to do? You know, what does that look like for you? Um, do you want to go back to school and, and get a, you know, a higher education? Do you think so, specifics? I think specifics are a little important here because I think we all in our heads, we're like, well, I know what I want to do. And then you really like, okay, we'll write it down. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like even me, you know, sometimes I just don't really know exactly what I'm trying to. Like right. Being specific is just, just to give yourself something solid to shoot for. Right. Like, you know, you don't know if you want a black house or a gray house. Put a picture of a black house. I don't know. Just pick one. Well, some people like, you know, like I'm somebody who's just always known what I've wanted or where I want to go. Like I'm just a very definitive person. But, you know, like you said, you're still trying to like kind of figure that out. So your board is probably going to look a lot differently than mm-hmm. mine. You know, I know well, what I want. There's nothing wrong with that, though. No, it's not at all. what you want to shoot for. I will say that might be an important subject, though, because this is something that like I've always talked to you about. I'm someone who I've never known like like what I like I wasn't like I want to be a, an astronaut you know like you were since you were a kid you're like I'm gonna be a nurse of course you know mm-hmm. I want to take care of people you know, obviously animals were in that matter for a bit but um yeah I was gonna be a top dancing veterinarian first, yeah, seems so, about right yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but I, I I think the the difference a lot that that's a huge thing too is in a relationship figuring out together like for you to understand like because for you it's so simple since you were a kid you're like i know what i'm gonna do just pick something shoot for it you're gonna love it mm-hmm. and for me i'm like this sounds so great i want to do this thing and then that's on monday and then on tuesday yes. i'm like i'm devastatingly i hate this thing i don't want to do it i why did i pick this and i'm only one day in or something you know yeah. so i'm just always wondering like i have to pursue um, I have to pursue like my intuitive feelings more than actual like job titles. Like, I, like, yeah. And that's, that creates an interesting environment for us to, to build a relationship in. But, um, I, I think also something that's important in that you're discovering lately, which is just in my perspective, it's beautiful from my perspective, just cause I just think you're cool. But, um, like you have always had your dream and you've, you got your dream. Like, like, I mean, in a sense, like I always want to be a nurse. 
and you went through the programs, like you went through like the, the head start, you always had great grades, all these things way ahead of the game, nursing school, you're a nurse, you're, you were doing it for a while. And then I feel like you got to a point where it's like, what now? Like, mm-hmm. am, am I, so now I'm a nurse. Okay. Right. You know, and, and you were on a floor that's obviously not like, you know, it's, it's a great floor and you have a lot of great coworkers, but it's not the, the, you know, the greatest, it's not the most exciting. It's not like, wow, today was so crazy. It was so amazing. It's like, yeah, I wiped a lot of butts. We had to call security. Yeah. It happens sometimes, you know? Right. Like there's the people need care on all levels, but yeah. just because I know you and I know the fire, the, the Phoenix of you, you know, the, the, the real you, I know that you need to be fulfilled. Like you're like, okay, I learned what I need to learn. Let's step it up. Mm-hmm. I taught people what I need to teach them. Cool. Mm-hmm. Next, mm-hmm. like in, and to see you get to that point of like, you lived your dream, you had your goals, you had your, without a dream board, you, your in, internal dream board, you kind of got it. So we together are at this time now where like you, you're taking your old dream board and like, okay, like it worked, you know, your mental dream board. Now you're going to make like a new one mm-hmm. you say like, well, okay, so I, I did those things. I'm a nurse. I'm all these things. You have all your extra degrees, like all these extra certifications. And now you can look at, so five years, like if these, if I keep doing what I want to do, like what is my real options here? Mm-hmm. And I think a dream board for people in your state is a great thing too. Like mm-hmm. people who are our age, 25, 30, where we kind of did what we thought we've been trying to do for a long time. Like we got that thing that we've been trying really hard for. And now it's like, we need to have a new goal. We need to have a new whatever. You know, I, I've just noticed a spark in you again since you've, um, got, she's gone to a different floor and stuff. So it's just cool to see her working towards something huge because she's obviously going to do some cool stuff. Well, I think that's the thing. Um, your dream board, it doesn't have to be, it's not permanent. I mean, nothing in life is is permanent, you mm-hmm. know? So um, your dream board, like one month could be this, but then, you know, maybe next month you're like, wow, I have been working towards this and it's really not what I want right slap another picture on there you know change it (laughs) change it up and and make it i don't think you should be like so wishy-washy that all Mm -hmm. the time everything's changing in your life because you do need like some stability of this is what i'm working towards Mm -hmm. but i just don't think that you should think that okay just because i put this on my dream board that is the absolute and only thing i can do you may find Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. you know it changes for you um, and you have to reevaluate. And so, but I think it is a really great tool to, for people to think, what do I really want? Right. You know, at first I, you had kind of brought up a dream board like a while ago and I kind of was and you like, took a sip of your haterade. I pretty, di- I pretty much did. Yeah. Sips tea. Most you know? everything that I show Shaylee, she's like, that's whack. I'm not listening. You talk way too much. <laughs> I love this movie more than I love you. Um, and then like two weeks later, she's like, babe. I've really been thinking about that thing you said. And I'm like. It's because I'm not somebody that I don't. I don't know. I'm one of those people that doesn't handle change. Well, I guess I'm getting better at it, but it's it's like I'm very like set in my ways. Yeah. I'm very routine. And so when Tupac I get. Tupac has a song about change. <laughs> so when I get something thrown in there, it's like, oh, no, wait a second. And right. then I when I when I finally realize, OK, it's a good thing, you know, then well, I. You know, uh, like all the stuff I've been studying, uh, you may know, maybe when we could include some scientific stuff in some later podcasts, but the you really think about not wanting change. It's it's a, a primitive thing, right? It's a it's an evolutionary trait that we've 
that, that we have. Like we don't want to change. It's safe. If we, if we got everything that we thought we wanted in the moment, so all these changes we don't want, we would still be sipping on a binky. We would, we would be 27 years old with, with, you know, I was going to say boobs in our mouth, but I was trying to say something more graceful, but it, there it is. Still happens. Boobs in the mouth. <laughs> no, but, um, I heard this thing about, uh, uh, adults smoking cigarettes. Like he's like, imagine next time an adult is walking down the road, smoking a cigarette, that it's like a blinky or like a binky. Like mm -hmm. it's just an adult who didn't grow They didn't get rid of that thing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So, so growing up with those things. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think I was trying to go full circle there, but I forgot what I was, I was saying. Like, where are you going? Dang with it. This? I probably just wanted to tell a fact, honestly. Sometimes I just need human interaction. I just want to tell the facts that I learned. Yeah, that's just true. Well. You, you have like a lot of useless, not all useless, yeah. some useless. They, well, they don't have a, they have a place in the timeline of my brain because I'm thinking about these crazy things. So sometimes I'll say something that works at this level 17 psychology thought that I'm thinking of about whatever I'm, I don't know but I try to bring into this conversation without the preface. So right. So what we were saying though yeah. was I at first thought the dream board was, Oh yeah. at, at first I was like, Oh, I don't really want to do that. Da, 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 da. You know, I kind of was like, Oh, I didn't think it was stupid, right. but I just thought, Oh, kind of like you said, like I'm somebody who knows what I want. Like I already know that in my head. I have an internal dream board, mm -hmm. but so what's the harm in just like, putting it out there and actually yeah. physically making one because it's something that we can do as individuals and then we can do one together right and we could even do one you know like you were saying like maybe your month the month is different we can maybe take a look at it in the first of the month but we can have one like okay for 2019 i want to make sure i accomplish this mm -hmm. you know maybe not all these things at once it seems like a lot but mm -hmm. <laughs> uh it'd be cool to have you know be able to see where you are on an individual level and then again yeah on a relationship level mm -hmm. yeah no i think Think it would be really helpful i think it would be really helpful to anybody I, yeah. I don't think i know it sounds silly at first but just think about it and and just think what do i really want and then you know yeah. you just clip pictures do whatever post pictures you know on an actual board and it's like a constant reminder of like i want this right this I, is what i want my life to look like yeah and i think that i i really think that if we're being honest with ourselves, when we really sat down with a pen and paper or, you know, newspaper clippings, like we don't actually know exactly what we want. Like we're kind of like shooting towards like a goal area. Right. But it's like, we're kind of hoping that like the magical stuff falls in our lap. But like, you know, if you get more specific with your goals and you look at them every day and, and you're able to correlate every decision that you make throughout the day with your goals so like if you're okay this is a, a broad example if you have a, a yacht on your dream board right mm -hmm. you're like i want a yacht it's my dream i've, I've i just really want a yacht i think it's i, I don't know where i'm gonna get it but i know i'm gonna get it i'm gonna dream about it every day and you're walking around you're, throughout your day and you did your mantras in the morning or you looked at your dream board and you're like oh, i hope one day i'm gonna get you walking around throughout your day um you go to buy something you can have the thought in the back of your head, like, does this correlate with me eventually getting a yacht? Um, you go to interact with someone else. Does this conversation correlate with me getting a yacht? Obviously, these are stretches. You're not going to think about a yacht that much. But when you have your dreams, you can say, does this match? So if some guy tries to fist fight you, hey, mom. Hi, can I close the door and let Zeke out upstairs for a little while? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, yeah, he'll be down here for a little bit. He's been very, he got very stressed because he was up there and we were down here. And so yeah, we, so we brought him down. So we brought him down. But yeah, just make sure the door's closed. 
Oh, you um, manifested it. Yeah, your light. Uh, essentially. Sorry, I was I was interrupted real quick. I forgot what I was saying. Sounds about right. Uh, it, essentially, just whatever's on your dream board. If you're able to actually walk around throughout your day, you're at work, you're walking to work, you're in your car, you're in traffic, you're getting angry, you're not getting angry, anything you're doing. What if there's like in the back of your head, like, I'm going to get that yacht someday. You know, it's just there. Like, you're like, I, I don't know how. I'm just going to get it though. Like, all of your actions are going to be towards getting that yacht you know what i mean like if you're like how am i gonna get that yacht well i gotta save 30 cents a day until i'm one, a million years old whatever like and then when you go to buy something and you're like should i get this one or this one your decision of you getting 30 more cents towards your yacht is going to be an easier decision that's made and that's why you clip coupons babe. and that's why you clip coupons you're a crazy coupon clipper i mean i'm not really like I'm not like a crazy like I don't sit there. I mean with I do paper. appreciate it though. I I will say I love I love that you do that. I I think that it's absurd. Like I think it takes so much time. Okay, but it doesn't because I literally have the app on my phone. So there's tons of stores that have apps. I know. Personally, I go to the grocery store with my app and I just scan the barcode. How hard is that? Oh wait, and okay, then, wait. Let's spill some knowledge on people. This is for Safeway. Safeway yeah. grocery store. I just if didn't know if I was allowed to say that. You know. What no, I mean? no. Oh yeah, no. Shout out Safeway. <laughs> It's okay, Safeway, Safeway is where to I homies. Go. Yeah, Safeway is a grocery store on the West Coast. Um, I think they have, it's probably like the QSC of the East Coast of sorts. Yeah, so they have the app. You go through and you can click like, you know, I'm going to buy this, 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 whatever. And it will automatically put those to your account, those savings. But then say I'm walking around and I pick up something. All I have to do is scan the barcode. Good job. Yeah. And it will scan it in, and, and then if there's any coupons for it, it will automatically add said coupons mm -hmm. to your phone number, because that's how most places work, is by like a points by your phone number. And then when you go through and you do your whole phone number, like yesterday, my total was over 200 and it was like almost $220. And by the time all my discounts came off, it was 178 Hello. I'm just saying. And I got like four times the amount of gas rewards because I clicked on that button too so yeah so i'm just i'm glad that you take care of those sort of things for the both of us because um, it's just assumed that i don't do those sort of things I it's don't, not assumed it's you don't <laughs> it, do it them is, ladies and gentlemen it is assumed that i don't use the coupon thing when i go to safeway it Shirley is not assumed it's i know that you don't it is assumed in our okay. relationship it's a it's an understanding that we have together we came to this conclusion oh did we she coupon clips and i just you know, just go to the store once he in a while. Just splurges on all of the products yeah. he could be saving on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I just buy um, peanut butter, chocolate chip bugles. At those all times. So good, dude. Those are so good. But I'm, I mean, I am like not an advocate for sugar. I don't even want to like mention names of sugar is the devil. We did whole thirty. Yeah. And we're all against sugar, but we've been eating it so. But now we've been eating like slipping, bro. Actual trash, and so now our bodies are back into mm -hmm. craving sugar and and crap food. You know, it excites me though. I will say, so we did this diet, and it was the best diet we've ever done. Like it, it's called Whole Thirty. Um, it just changes the way you think. It changes your body's. You, you get away from the addictions from sugar. I don't like when you say diet though, because know. you okay, know, yeah. then it's like that fad thing. Okay, yeah, it so it's not that fad. Yeah. We, we did this 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 challenge yeah. with our for, food for 30 days mm -hmm. we did not eat shit that comes from a factory mm -hmm. basically no mm -hmm. processed food no added sugar the only sugar we had was um like fruits like so natural sugar mm -hmm. and that was in moderation as well because you you want to try and eliminate that from your diet as much as you can yeah um 
but yeah so you just get rid of all that crappy food uh, you know that means meal prepping i did tons of meal prepping i cooked a lot at home for us um, because honestly you could eat better at home than you can in a restaurant oh it's impossible to eat good at a restaurant like seriously the like there's vegetable oil they cook everything in yeah you I can't mean, eat you, good at a restaurant you can eat well as far as like oh, i'm gonna order this steak or this chicken or whatever with some vegetables on the side but yeah, everything is just cooked in bad oil. Yeah, so, so vegetable under- oil, if you have stomach issues, like we learned a lot of Shaylee's stomach issues, my stomach issues, vegetable oil. Yeah, everywhere. It's it, Everything is cooked in it. Like yeah. the veggies, the steak, anything. It's so bad. I mean, it's the cheapest, like grossest oil you mm-hmm. can get. So that's why, you know, you can get it for so cheap. So they, they cook with that. But oh my gosh. So, I mean, we, we completely switched to olive oil prior to this pretty much anyways. Mm-hmm. We use like olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil for certain things. But I I would just recommend if anybody is curious about um, cognitive, physical, you know, like your outward appearance, anything like that, look into Whole30 because... Man, I mean, Jake really felt the effects of of it cognitively. Yeah, like with all like my depression stuff, I'm very, very like on key. Like the second I take a new supplement, if I eat anything and I start to feel different, I'm like, I I tell Shaylee, I I write Mm -hmm. it down. I'm very into studying um, um, how things affect me cognitively. Mm -hmm. Obviously the physical too, of course, you know, just you just feel so much better. My stomach issues, my, you know, like not to get gross, but like I'd be just gassy all the time. Um, like even outside of a joking feeling and just be like bubbling stomach just from eating what I thought to be good. Mm -hmm. But all this sugar, all these vegetable oil, whatever, all this crap. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I would, you know, before this, I would say I was like a fairly good eater anyways. I really tried to eat well and I always meal prep for work and, you know, I eat vegetables and different things like that. But, um, like I was eating so much like rice and um, like I ate a lot of like teriyaki sauce and you know I thought like oh I'm eating chicken and rice with teriyaki mm-hmm. it's so good for me but it's like no it's not well d- but we just don't know like that's something we talk about all the time as a whole especially in America we mm-hmm. do not know how bad food is for us or we have no idea we 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 think about the food pyramid or you know kind of what we're taught but what we're taught is not realistic right. okay you know? well so so let's see so you you went to nursing school i mean you went to a good nursing school and mm-hmm. you're a nurse mm-hmm. um and you're also a smart girl before that like mm-hmm. you you knew these things other so like even in the learning you knew granted it's been years and nobody really remembers like exact things from any other college classes but like you should be someone as a nurse who you should know a lot about nutrition right like that should have been like a a studied thing yeah like and you take a nutrition class and it's still like we don't have a full grasp on it even right don't, don't you think right like you you know you know a lot but it still seems like that's not enough and it's still a little confusing like mm-hmm. with with the information that we're given because because companies are able to do things like like uh, on the back of so sugar say we're trying to avoid sugar right you look on the back of a label and you're buying something you're like okay cool no sugar but it has all these other like dextralose and in or whatever all these other things that we don't really know mm-hmm. are just the ingredients of sugar mm-hmm. like sugar but broken down or sugar pretty much but we don't have to call it sugar whatever and so like we're not even able to 
even if we do know like so so like you know a good amount like you took nutrition classes and you're even fooled you know yeah that's what i'm saying like even if you're smart you can find out this information you're like oh i'm gonna work out eat healthy i'm gonna go to the gym i'm gonna take their advice you still don't really know outside of your personal victories right now like oh i want to lose weight right now or like i want to be i want to get abs for this vacation like outside of those eating healthy like long term like is this good for me like what does good mean mm-hmm. like what what is that is it aging better is it feeling good today all these things like we haven't really fully been honest as like a you know yeah a, a culture about that like yeah and i don't even know if it's so much as is being honest as it is this is what we're taught like you know if you mm-hmm. think back to like uh middle school high school I mean, these, they were still teaching the food pyramid when I was in school. Right. Tell me about the food pyramid. Do you learn about the food pyramid? In, in well, yeah. So like in, in like um, middle school and whatnot, they've kind of changed it now. Um, yeah. And I'm not super familiar with it now. They should just burn it completely. Like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. So like in the base of the food pyramid is like grains and it's like nine to 12 servings or something like that. What? That is insane. Nobody should be eating that yeah. much carbohydrates and grains and... It's like a whole loaf of bread. Like yeah, you should not be eating that. You can look like a loaf of bread. Yeah, you're gonna literally. feel like a loaf of bread. You're gonna why, feel like there's a loaf of bread in your brain. Yeah, that's why everyone looks like loaves of bread. Everyone because loaves of bread. We, on top of the fact that our diets are typically so carb heavy, right. but we're taught that, and that's because the industries that have the money. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were just talking about this well, last night. The yeah. dairy, you know, says you're supposed to have a bunch of dairy servings. I mean, let's be honest. A lot of people can't process dairy properly. That's why there's so many lactose mm-hmm. intolerant people. We're just not really made to have dairy. It's not really good for us. Well, people think. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead, babe. <laughs> you, no, I'm you gotta like, keep. You, babe, you gotta keep going, or I'll cut you off. And I'll I'm just like take... heated about this because people truly think that you know we need all this calcium and you know dairy is so good for you and it's it's really not it's not mm-hmm. good for you i mean don't get me wrong i love ice cream that has been like the hardest thing to eliminate and i did for quite a while it was you know just cashew milk or um they have like coconut ice creams and things like that um but like i really don't eat cheese anymore yeah I we never did eliminate drink, a lot of things yeah i never drink milk i mean it's just not good for you well, and it's, it's okay. So, so when you say not good for you, it's the, the thing is, okay. So, so when we say not good for you, I've been working out a long time, like many years. And when I would say before, before I did whole 30, before I've like learned like a lot of the stuff, um, not good for you would mean it's going to make me fat. Honestly, like, I, you know, you don't really think about like what meanings have to you and sentences like that but honestly i think that would be like is it going to make me not look good in the mirror like that's not good for you Mm -hmm. like i think that is a lot of the a lot of why it's so easy to keep people i guess stuck because they don't make decisions based off of what's healthy like what's Mm -hmm. overall it's Mm -hmm. a it's just a, a constant splurging self-hate trying diets trying to figure out how to eat healthy losing weight regaining it you know like this is like a lot of people in our culture are just Mm -hmm. experiencing that same thing and that's what i did for a long time and yeah i don't know it just seems it's crazy to me like it's you know 
I would say tinfoil hat. Like I don't want to get too tinfoil hat, but it seems so crazy unfair that how are we able to be lied to? Like how how are we money. addicted to things that we don't even know we're addicted to? You know? Yeah, I mean it's money. It all comes down to money. These industries, the dairy industry, the meat industries, you know, the the corn. I mean, corn is like in everything, mm-hmm. and it's we don't even digest it. You oh know? yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah, I mean, dude, you, so, you guys, listeners, next yeah. time you eat some corn, look at your poop. I'm sure they've looked at it before. Okay, I think that I was too old to like realize this. Like when I realized that the corn doesn't break down, I was pretty like I was in my twenties, I think. Yeah, I feel like so somehow weird. I never really realized it before. Yeah, but it's something that we keep continuing to eat. That is just such a you know, it's just really so, think about that. Yeah, it's so weird, um, but yeah, it's just this. It's this money. These these industries have control because they have the most amount of money, and so they're like, "This is what's good for you, and this is mm-hmm. what's healthy," and and so that's you know, if you're not somebody who majors in nutrition or science or whatever you're not gonna know you're just gonna go go to school and this is what you're taught and so this Mm -hmm. is like what you believe you know and and unfortunately and especially in a lot of like low-income places there's really no further research done after that Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like this is how it is this is what i learned and this is so that's what you teach your kids and we have to change yeah. that as a society and clearly something's not working out with what they're teaching us right you know? i mean yeah it's so crazy i i went to italy like what almost two months ago i hardly saw any obese people almost everybody was very small they were they looked fit um they had great complexions and and while it was there of course i ate a ton of pasta how could you not it's italy but I did not have any indigestion issues. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, fried food is just, we do not agree. Um, I had no issues with that. I mean, and overall, they're just a lot healthier as far as the choices they make. They use a lot of olive oil. Um, their ingredients are like fresh, grown there. There's not a lot of preservatives, you know, those kinds of things. And it really shows in right. their their culture, the way that the people look and everybody walks everywhere so that's not it's not that they're over there right they're not over there just eating like nothing but veggies and they eat they they watch their portions and they count their calories better than us like really think about that like they it's not like they're just fitness nazis no like they they live a very like they eat pasta they drink their espressos at the bar like yeah like they i mean they probably don't eat a lot of like snacks like from the gas station i guess but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, of course there's still like those snacky things, but I think those were more geared towards tourists because every time right. we would walk by, it was like, it had like all the Italy right. well, things, you know. So, so when you go somewhere else, so essentially you're saying like, it's not that you were eating, you weren't eating like crazy, like what we would think is healthy, but you, you still felt good. Like normally if you were eating those things, so if you, you were coming in here in America, you ate Olive Garden pasta, your stomach would hurt. But oh, if you ate yeah. pasta from Italy, your stomach would feel great. Yeah. Fine. So the ingredients of it, I think. Yeah. And so, you know, what's funny is to, in, in order for them to say things are safe for us to ingest, right? Like think about what that process really is. It's probably some form of, I think I've read, I think I've read or heard um, six months, the FDA is like, oh, as long as it doesn't have any harm in six months, you're good to go, like test it for six months. I could be totally wrong on that. If somebody knows more, cool, please prove me wrong. Uh, 
but essentially we are the guinea pigs for a lot of these things. These things that they started adding to our food 20 years ago, 10 years ago, I don't know, like all these preservatives and things that Mm -hmm. they're like, we tested it in a lab six months. It's good, but we don't know how they interact together. We don't know how that interacts with all the other things that we're breathing in. We don't know how all these things that they put in our food are interacting over the long term. What I think is so like when your stomach hurts, when like there's certain foods that like flare up my depression in a weird way, um, my hands get swollen. Like there, there's a lot of things. Everybody has their own little things that they have that go away and come back. And it seems to be all these little dorky diseases or whatever we think we have. I think that it's a lot of honestly symptomatic inflammation. Mm-hmm. I think that all the foods we're eating are interacting so heavily that it's causing inflammation. Inflammation shuts down other important areas of our body that long time of having of being inflamed starts causing other problems you're inflamed in this area fucks right. up this area right. so i think that the long-term effects of just being miserable i mean imagine if you took 30 days two different people one person had 30 days of their stomach hurting how would they be on the 31st day they'd be not probably they'd probably be a little more grumpy than a person who had 30 days of their stomach not hurting Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so like these things affect like our our food affects us in those ways too like your stomach hurting your kind of brain fog um not feeling great these add up as your personality as your lifestyle as your Mm -hmm. your emotions as you go throughout the day too so it's really adding it's such a terrible thing yeah and just to touch on that um like you're saying it adds up as your personality i think that was such an important thing of Whole30. One of the things they touch on in the book is that we're so used to feeling this way because Mm -hmm. we have never really eliminated all of these things from our diet. And that's really one of the most important things about Whole30 is you do it to eliminate sugar, to kick those cravings. You also do it to see what you are kind of intolerant to. So by eliminating all of those things, you eventually, at the end of the, the 30 days, you're supposed to reintroduce each thing um, by themselves so you can really truly see, like, okay, this is what in my diet is bothering me. Imagine just constantly feeling so bogged down and, and gross and, and in pain. I mean, it, it's going to wear on you, mm-hmm. but we're just so used to it that we accept it is what it is. But it's like, no, it's not. We right. There's so many things we can do to change that. And it's mostly our diet. Right. Our diet is so important. Well, and I think I always say our intelligence turns against us. And it really does when it comes to our diet with our addictions to like sugar and, and all these things. Um, you know, all of us have justifications. The, thi- the thing about it, like in, any person who's overweight, any person who's not really like, they don't feel comfortable in their body, which is so like everybody everybody like just society we have built our brains are all fucked up like we we don't want to be overweight but it's not a conversation we can have out loud we can't be like hey man looks like like are you okay you you gained some weight we can't say that yeah that's offensive it's crazy you know and and i get that like i understand i wish that it was a dip like just because of who i am i would love it if we can just say like like why not you know like if I look like I've just been crying, I would hope that someone be like, hey, bud, you okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. You know, the thing is, what, what I'm getting at is people who are overweight, people who are not eating the way they want to be eating, it's not information they're lacking. 
they know like, it, well, I, I guess it is confusing. Like let's just say not eat sugar. Like let follow that. You're going to try to do it for 30 days and you're, you might fail. Like it's going to be hard. That's the messed up thing is like we, we want to get off these things, but we, we're a slave to our addictions. Like, I don't know. I think I was rounding something good there, but <laughs> lost it. And lost. There you it's go. Gone. Yeah, the the window is open. Um, I think there was a bird at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you should sit on this side so you can't see the birds. Yeah, out there that are distracting you. <laughs> no, but it's true. We are addictions have such a strong hold on us, mm-hmm. and addictions. Oftentimes, people just think an addiction is. I'm addicted to drugs. I'm addicted to alcohol. It's not. I mean, I can say without a doubt, I am addicted to sugar. Like I have always been somebody that has a sweet tooth. Um, And so I can say that I am. And, you know, other people have other addictions, their phones, their this, their that. (laughs) You know, it's just you have to acknowledge that. And then so so what are you going to do about that? Yeah, I I think the most powerful thing you can do with any addictions is, you know, dorkily admit you have it, right? Mm -hmm. And then say, but I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, you know, it, it, it's it's the same with any sort of urge you have. It's like, dude, of course pizza looks delicious. But if I made the decision on the first of the month that I'm not eating pizza for 30 days or whatever it is, then that pizza still may, remains exactly looking delicious. Mm-hmm. But maybe even but, more delicious. Maybe even more delicious. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't know. Remember after whole, so whole 30, we were so shocked the first, I feel like we're doing a review of it. Let's, we'll round it up. But essentially like the first Sponsor few us. days, send us all the whole 30 things. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, we'll do, we'll do some sort of public whole 32 at least. Um, and, and people can follow. Cause like, I would love to start a little community of, of being able to do that. Cause we, so the, the what we've landed on, um, as it's our relationship, cause we, we've always eaten semi-healthy, but we really do like the paleo, the whole 30. Um, we've been talking about lately is, you know, enjoy our life, enjoy summer, um, you know, check ourselves when we can, but, um, like the beginning of October, we're going to, or when are we going to do it? Well, we're going to have to do it after London because. Yeah. So, so when we get back from London, anyway, we're going to do a whole 30 or, um, you know, like, like do a cleanse of sorts to get us back on track. Don't say cleanse. I don't like that. I don't like the word cleanse either. Well, okay, so here's the thing: is because all these words think, are oh, wonderful. I need, to ju- I need to drink these juice cleanses. Oh, yeah, that's I bad. can't. I can't do that. Yeah. So we're going to do another, even if it's a mini jump start of whole mm-hmm. thirty, even just kind of sticking to those principles for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the full thirty because I might do the full thirty. There's, you know, you can't drink alcohol. You, you know, you can't do this. Da 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 da. But. Um, you know, sticking to those to really jumpstart us back into that mindset and then, you know, go from there. We really like the paleo kind of diet. Yeah, which, which is, is like a hunter-gatherer. That's, that's the best way to remember paleo, hunter-gatherer. Yeah. yeah, like things that you would have hunted or gathered from the ground more in their more natural state, like unprocessed. Right. Um, and there was something really quick that I wanted to mention as you just... Um, so when you said like no alcohol for 30 days there's a lot of humor that pops up like you know we of course we can picture the beam right bitch is like i'm out peace mm-hmm. sign mm-hmm. she's like oh no alcohol for 30 days i'm out peace out you know like we, we've heard it all before a million times like my depression really 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 liked humor to hide behind and and i think that a lot of other pains that we have 
hide behind that. I think a lot of our vices, I think a lot of our addictions, which are okay. We all have them. But admitting that you have them, like saying, in, in saying, like, would my life improve if I was able to not do this thing for 30 days? Like, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, maybe I am drinking two bottles of wine every night or whatever it is. I don't know how much a, a lot of wine is a lot of wine. That's, that's a good amount. Yeah, well, you're getting fucked up. But either way, um, and these are things, you know, listen, it feels uncomfortable to admit it, and but we all have it. It's not like anybody's trying to... Um, make anyone feel bad or that their addictions or vices are, are worse or better than others. But I'm telling you just from personal experience, I can speak for Shaylee and I both that if there's things that you want to just like see, like, like I wonder if I can just get control of that thing, you know, like, let's just try it. Like doing 30 days consecutively of something is just the most wonderful thing. And whole 30 with the no sugar, it's like your cognitive functions are like, Oh, I haven't had no sugar mm-hmm. for more than one day since I was fucking in the womb i don't know like literally yeah, literally yeah in, in your brain you start to think differently um it's it, it, you have just, superpowers yeah, i just, I just highly re- recommend it and then also you know it very it, it is accomplishing and it kind of makes you look at your lifestyle a little bit more too like the amount of times that it's like oh it's friday i'm kind of getting jones in you know like let's go grab a beer let's go whatever and you notice like okay i'm trying to make justifications i'm trying to make excuses of why i should go get a beer mm-hmm. you start to really realize yourself and, and, and when you're feeling more cognitively aware you start to realize those things without being, you know, self-judgment, judgmental about them and, yeah. and, and hurting yourself about them. So. Right. Um, let's just summarize like the whole 30, the, the, if someone's listening and they don't know anything about like working out or eating healthy or anything, and they're like, well, these people just said it's like the best thing they've ever done. Let's just like, so let's just say if you don't want to start this whole thing, obviously look up whole 30, you guys know how to do how to do that. YouTube online, there's plenty of stuff. It's all really good stuff, um, mm-hmm. similar to paleo. But I would say, as a base rule right now, maybe just start glancing at the back of your packages. It says sugar or something you can't pronounce. Eh, put it back. Probably not good for you. Yeah. Um, gas station, there's literally nothing at a gas station you could have. <laughs> literally <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Like the water probably is too close to the sacralose unite or whatever the crazy words they make up and put into <laughs> napalm C4ite. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So no. just stay away. And then in, anything else you would? No, I would just recommend looking into Whole30, definitely. Yeah. I don't know how we got on this conversation. <laughs> Dude, it's literally because I I briefly mentioned those um, peanut butter chocolate bugles. Oh. Yeah, as I talk about like joking. but It went downhill yeah. from here. I will say that we, you know, we were eating very healthy and, um, you know, we'll hopefully... We, we won't eat our own words because I feel very confident in our ability and our, our knowledge about like in, in being able to stick to our goals. So yeah. when we start, we'll be able to, to do it again. But yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 All right. Moving on. Okay. Moving on. Um, we want to talk about personality types. Okay. But I mean, we're so, we're confused now. I know. So, we we took this personality test. It's the Meyer Briggs. Mm-hmm. Meyer Briggs, yeah, Carl Jung. Okay, um, Carl Jung. Um, so we both took that, and we got these certain personalities, and like, oh, this is so great, and this sounds like us. Well, then I just took two more today, just out of curiosity, and I got different answers. Yeah, and it's funny. I'm like obsessed with my personality type, and I took a yeah. ton. And yeah. then I took one of the ones that you took today yeah. and my type changed. And so the, the, my knowledge of types like the MBTI, um, personality Myers-Briggs types, um, that every 
human being has, and they're all categorized into 16 different types, my understanding is that they don't change. Like once you're, I don't know, 12, whatever it is, you're, you are, you are. Well, didn't yours, <sighs> didn't yours, it was only like one letter that changed. Mm-hmm. Like yours stayed the same mostly. And I would say two or two of mine stayed the same. And then yeah. a third one stayed for most of them. And then there's like the one, it was like an introvert, extrovert. Like I went back and forth. Right. But I would say overall, it's pretty accurate as far as the other right. ways. But where we're getting at with this is I think it's really helpful to take little tests like this because it kind of gives you a clue into your partner, um, right. you know, kind of how they process things and how they respond to things. Um, we also took the love languages, the five love languages quiz, mm-hmm. and that's really helpful um, because it talks about, um, like, do they want, uh, what is it? Words of affirmation. Yeah. Physical um, touch. Do you kind of like getting a gift once in a while? Yeah, gifts, um, acts of kindness. I think there's something else. But so, like, if you know what is most important to your partner, you can work on doing those things to make your partner feel appreciated and, mm-hmm. um, you know, like you care about them because we all want different things. I mean, we're we're all different people. Like yours was uh, higher on one end than mine was uh, for, you know, a certain category. We had different categories. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, so I understand that you, what were, do you remember what yours was? I want to say that mine were, <clears throat> I feel like after we took it, I think mine were gifts. Like I enjoy receiving gifts. Like I, I like knowing that, um, like whatever you're doing throughout the day, like your grocery shopping and you saw something that you're like, oh, Jake would like that. Like you thought of me mm-hmm. and you give me a gift in that term. I, I don't know right. if that's like summarized, but I remember, I think I remember because you brought me some, um, some jalapeno cheddar. Hot <laughs> yeah so oh wait so i think my there's something about like spending time or quality time or something like that mm, like right spending time together and i think that was like my highest scoring because i mean that is something that's really important to me is spending time together um right. especially alone because for a long time we would just go out and do things and i didn't feel like we were really getting good quality time just alone and so you know we've worked on that since obviously right. Um, we almost are like the opposite now. We just spend time together, you know, hanging yeah. out. And we need to like start going out more. Yeah, she's <laughs> clingy. What? I'm Honestly, I, I'm to the point where I'm just in like my cocoon stage of my life. I just am loving it. So I ideally just want to hang out with only you and just not talk to anybody else for a couple of years. That would be ideal. Like that's just me being selfish. Don't take it the wrong way. I don't know if I can do that because you would talk my ear off. Like Mm -hmm. you already do. And so I can't imagine only hanging out with you for a couple of years. Yeah, literally I'd be like, can you stop talking? I mean, like, and not in a mean way. It's just like you. Sometimes I know. Well, remember I, like, like I, would I don't get, leave the house for a couple of days and right like you would not leave the house for so say i work three days and i work three twelves and i commute an hour each way so i'm gone for you know the majority of the day 15 hours and i get home and you're like babe i gotta tell you all these things and you just start going off and i'm like whoa 
I know. And I'm, what I really want, though, is I'm like, wait, okay, slow down. Like, how was your day? Still hold on. Like, I'm, like, and it sucks because I'll, like, beat myself up sometimes. I'm like, dang it, I want to talk about her day, not mine. But these things are just bursting at the seams because I don't, um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not, like, maybe social media made me, I was on social media so long, it made me, like, addicted to sharing or something, obviously. Maybe. I don't know. Well, and, and in that aspect, you did, you know, post frequently and interact with people frequently. So, like, you know, that was another form of interaction mm-hmm. that you're not getting now. Right. So you're not constantly talking to people. And, I mean, your phone's constantly on do not disturb. and Yeah, so do not disturb. Yeah, so... You don't have a lot of interaction. So when I get home, you're like, hi, I got to tell you about my day. Mm-hmm. You're like this excited, like, yeah. little human. I'm like, babe, do you know about the cosmic time warp yeah, between I don't. interplanetary? Or just these crazy things. And I'm just thinking, well, maybe tomorrow would be a good day for this. Because tonight I have given all of my energy right. to my job. Well, and, and so these are things, <laughs> rounding right back to the personality test, that you know, the better we can understand each other because you know somebody, but a lot of times there's things about you yourself that you don't know. You don't know what you don't know, right? Mm -hmm. So learning about these things teach you not only about yourself. I remember reading mine, uh, my personality type, I was an INFJ and like so many things were just so profound as I was reading it. I was like, oh my gosh, that describes me perfectly. And then me as like a a writer, like a a thematic, um, poetic terminology I, I communicate in, in thematics a lot of times. And so understanding things as a whole. So being able to read my personality type, understand how people generally who are like me are like, then I could subjectively put myself into that and explain to Shaylee like, Hey, so this is, this is what it says about us. Like, this is what I mean when I do this. Mm-hmm. And she'd be like, Oh, okay, cool. Thanks babe. Like, and it, it turns into, it's not like, Hey, here's this thing that you're doing wrong or that you treat me differently because of, but it's like, Hey, here's some things I just discovered about myself, um, that I wanted to tell you. I'm almost excited to tell you, but it's something that like, Oh, this would make our life better. Mm-hmm. Like, so maybe you could say these kind of words towards me instead of these words or something of the sorts. And it makes our relationship better. So yeah, anybody who wants to take the the personality test, it's uh, I think it's humanmetrics.com, but there's a ton. Just look up like MBTI personality types or personality mm-hmm. traits. Um, I'm reading a lot of Carl Jung right now, who's one of the yeah. Meyer Briggs and Catherine Briggs. I would definitely say um, it's, it's a good thing to know about yourself um, because the test really does end up being pretty true and you're like oh yeah that is how i think or whatever but it is good to know how your partners also is and especially the five love languages one i found that one to be really helpful oh yeah 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 i I feel like that one's been a couple months you know i I think maybe i'd like to take that one again yeah we should definitely take it again and just explore into that more because it's very important yeah i mean we you know we, we 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 think things just work on their own it's a huge, a huge part, especially in such a different evolving world where things need more time than we give them. Like our relationships, like I absolutely adore you. I love you so much. I love hanging out with you. Like it seems like everything should be perfect just by hanging out with you. Like anything is going to fall into place, but that sure as shit doesn't happen. Like sometimes our life is crazy, you know, but mm-hmm. so we need to take time to learn how to make it not so crazy and learn how to be on the same page and learn how we're not on the same page naturally and how that's okay. You know, I, I think 
learning about each other and learning about yourself and then seeing how that works together and having the communication, the conversation out loud with your significant mm-hmm. other is like most of your problems could probably go away from that right there. Yeah, that was or start to. exactly what I was going to say. Having that communication is, is how we started this. And this is, yeah, definitely the communication aspect is so important. Yeah. You just, you have to talk to your significant other about things that are bothering you, how you're feeling, what you want in life, all of those things. Like communication right. is so important. Well, you know, and this is, and, and this is a hard thing for me to explain sometimes, but like communication as, as me personally with a lot of my depression was something that wasn't, I was handling it very incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Like Shaylee didn't know that I was that severely depressed. Like she knew, but she didn't know that I was, you know, suicidal and, and not mm-hmm. doing, cause I didn't communicate. Like we'd communicate about a, a lot of other things, but I would try to handle it all on my own. Mm-hmm. And it was my own thoughts that led me that way. Like trying not to be burdens and, and whatever, you know, whatever thought I had in my head to lead me towards that way. But communication was able to heal me in that sense too. Like I had a night where I had this like breakdown, like um, Halloween last year. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, that really kind of does stem from communication. I would say, you know, I would deal with those things on my own all the time because I didn't want to burden you with them, burden you with them. But being open to communication, knowing that you're not going to judge me, like, because we had talked about it and we had been, you know, vocal about things. I knew this is a bad night. This is, things are not good in my head tonight. Like, Mm -hmm. but I know, even though it seems scary, I know that Shaylee, you know, we talked about this, like she is going to come for me. Like she, Mm -hmm. she's going to take care of me. Like, and so I just called you Mm -hmm. and and I remember calling you. It was like three o'clock in the morning. I just got done with the gig Mm -hmm. and, uh, I was like, please stay awake, you know? And so I, I got home and ended up, you know, essentially what happened was I ended up being very, very vulnerable. And this was a year ago. This is weird. Eight years in a relationship. Like this is yeah. how unvulnerable I was about not communicating. I was about these sort of like my depression, my anxiety, my inner, you know, thoughts. I was, I, so I was in the shower and she, and she was talking me through it and um, I was just bawling. I was just having a, just a breakdown for hours, mm-hmm. hours. And then we just laid out, out in the, in the hallway and I just sobbed and cried and just tried to breathe for hours. And the next day I had to go out of town for a show immediately. Um, and I was so nervous about that, but I was, it, it was the chillest show. I was so relaxed to drive there. I was relaxed. I had a smirk on my face, like the, the healing power of just, you know, for me being able to communicate with someone and really trust them, like to know that, okay, like you, like I trust that even though I'm terrified, like you're going to take care of me with whatever I've got going on on these things. And communication got us there. Like, you know, there's different levels of communication is I guess what I'm getting at too. There's, there's a lot of communication. We don't know about ourselves, let alone about how it could work in the relationship or what the other person, you know, thinks about it. So I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful for communication and it, and it has just like opened up so much more. Yeah, I mean, if you really think about it, I had never seen you have a, I mean, I've seen you have like a little, like you get panicky, like, oh, when your mm-hmm. anxiety would start kind of mm-hmm. coming in. Yeah. But I had never seen you have a full-blown panic attack. And that was the first time. And since then, just you being able to openly be honest with me and, and mm-hmm. really show me that 
side of you and that vulnerability i mean i was there i was able to be there for you and you weren't alone and Mm -hmm. you know like you said you felt better the next day it was like you've been hiding this for so long you've been hiding these panic attacks from me because you felt shame and you thought that i was gonna not be there for you but it was like the opposite right so once you were finally able to communicate that with me it's like change things drastically right i think you know and and i think the thing with communicating is a a lot of times i would be like you know i could talk to her about like she she wouldn't mind you know because i know you well enough to know but a lot of times the things that would stop me was i don't know what to say to you like i don't know why i'm feeling like this you know like i i fucking wish i wasn't you know like because i would i just wouldn't and so a lot of times we kind of I guess just hope it's not there and, and, and ignore it. And then there's, you know, a lot of my w- world growing up, you know, has, you know, made sure that I'm not um, loud about my problems to add to everyone else's, you know. Yeah. And that was just something I didn't realize that I was doing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, it just, it was so rehabilitating to just, I mean honestly just cry just just mm-hmm. ball my eyes out just just get it out i mean and and communication is is what got us there like mm-hmm. just you telling me that it was a bad night and you yeah. needed me and i was like okay i'm gonna stay awake mm-hmm. i mean i was like nodding off on the couch but I'm, like, I'm gonna stay right. awake yeah and well and these are the <laughs> things that like you know a lot of people admire our relationship and we're always like oh, well, fuck, i don't know we're, we're so weird we're you know we, we're <laughs> we try i don't know um but but i think that um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. There's something good. Give me a sec. Something that I think people admire about us is our ability to be who we are. I mean, I don't think we lie about things. Like, mm-hmm. we are who we are. And if we have disagreements or we have this or that, we don't try to act like we're this, like, perfect couple Right. Like we have real problems and we have problems and we're honest about that. We're mm-hmm. not just trying to skate through life with the appearance of, oh, we, we're this great right. power couple hashtag Instagram. Right, yeah, we're not you know? trying to be those things. Like it's like we're not trying to be put on any pedestal. We're not trying to put yeah. ourselves on a pedestal. It's like, but but I will say now we have definitely, I don't know, I, I feel like you know, because of the podcast and, and the future things that I want to want to accomplish, we're definitely okay. People do look up to us, though. So how could we get even better with in our relationship just so we can show other people how mm-hmm. to do that? You know, mm-hmm. those, are, those are cool things too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, sorry to cut you off, honey. Um, the what I did want to say though was, um, you know, a, a very cool thing that I love about our relationship is that we're uh, we're a power couple in a sense of a super superhero power couple. We're, we're a superhero couple. I mean, by that I mean, I was thinking of like Kim and Kanye. You know, like whatever your opinions of them are. Anyway, you know, like Kanye. I'm a huge Kanye West fan, and and I just think that he's vastly misunderstood. Like he has a good heart. He has good intention. He knows what he's saying with a lot of these things. But a lot of times he just says shit that's so stupid. Like he just says the dumbest things, and then Kim's like okay, what he meant was this, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like in, in, I feel like I have my own ways of, of doing those things. Like, I feel like whatever I'm doing, whatever I've got going on, like you, you kind of keep me sane and, and grounded, like in mm-hmm. you, and you help, you know, defend me of course too. Like, 
because not a lot of people understand what I mean, you know. Mm -hmm. And if you don't take my intentions, my good intentions, as the first thing that that is is if you don't take my good intentions as the first thing that you accept about me, then a lot of times it's going to be hard to understand me. So I, I like that I'm able to in a crowd shoot you a glance of like hey, I'm, <laughs> like like I, I could look at you from a distance and and give you a look likely and be like hey I'm not I need to get out for a sec mm -hmm. and you would you know wink at me in so many in so many gestures you know mm -hmm. to, to and, and handle it so right. these are things that your significant other should never have to pick up after you and, and pick up where wherever you suck you know but Shaylee knows that I constantly work on these things oh yeah that's fine yeah, t tell him no problem. That's fine, mom. Okay. <laughs> I'm uh, I have the the door open and the window open, and mom just I have a basketball hoop. Okay, so we have a basketball hoop in our driveway. Where is that? We're easily distracted, and um, I just I seriously, it's so cool to me to have like the little kids come use the basketball hoop and have fun, you know. Yeah, and side note, um, mom's yelling from the top of the stairs because she's she's living with us right now oh yeah so it's not like that we're still living with mom oh it's yeah like no we're, we're living in mom's basement <laughs> no she's doing my laundry <laughs> right now she's folding my undies no she is just bunking with us for a little while oh, so yeah. it's yep. not like We've mom the meatloaf the cat. mom the meatloaf fuck yeah um yeah that was uh, my mom was just yelling about the neighbor kids wanting to play basketball in my driveway which i'm like hell yeah it's so cute yeah that's so nice of you that of is course. something that you've really worked on too, trying to trying to be more extroverted with people and build relationships, you mm -hmm. know, like you've gone over to our neighbors and talked to them and mm -hmm. let the little kids know like, hey, come over and play basketball anytime you want. And right. You've really been trying to do that in other aspects of your life with people too, really just trying to spark communication with them talk to random people at grocery stores, although they're yeah. seeking you out. Yeah, that's but, the thing. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm being targeted. Yeah. There's no way of humans and animals. Yes, but it, it's definitely something that you've really been working on too because for the longest time, you would just go to the grocery store with this whole negative attitude of, I don't mm -hmm. want to talk to anybody. I'm going to put my right. headphones in. I'm going to do this. Blah, blah. Right. People bother me. And you've really opened up your... Right. Your... Um, opinion to that and you've really been working on trying to talk to people more and be more extroverted and yeah and it's it's, it's fulfilling it's um you know and extrovert is a hard word for me because it's like so like my personality type even introversion like i i'm introverted and by that doesn't mean that i'm like shy it means that like we just watched the video it means it takes a lot out of me to be extroverted by that um like I can go hang out for an hour, but I need to go recharge by myself. I can go do something on stage, but it's like, I need to have my alone, alone time after stage. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have been really trying to push myself and you know, the reasons why I've been trying to push myself with everything is, you know, t to see where my edges are, to see where I break, to see where, I might already be broken and I didn't see it to see where I've healed. Don't remember healing. I want to find my edge. Like I want to find, I want to find situations that make me uncomfortable and, and push against them and not hate myself for the outcome. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to, um, you know, as a very tiny example, 
I want to, you know, when I'm shooting basketball, I normally shoot with my right hand. I want to shoot my left hand just to, you know, see how that feels and, and work that out. Um, in, in a bigger version, I want to something that takes me 15 minutes in my head of like, okay, come on, like, just go talk to that dude. Like, just go introduce yourself. It's not a big, like nice guy. You don't need like, what are you talking about? I would just think about these things. And that would just be me going to introduce myself to the neighbors. And it's not even that I think that the neighbors are like some millionaires or something and I'm like nervous to meet them. It's just my overthinking, my, my, my want to not talk to anybody. My want to just be like this creepy weird hobbit dude who just doesn't wave at people. But I find those and I'm like push against it. And Mm -hmm. so when a car drives by, I've now built an intuition to like, Oh, look up and maybe wave. Mm-hmm. Or if I see somebody walking by the house, like um, try not to, to pretend that they're not there. Try to look up and wave at them and, and be genuine. Try, maybe you try to look them right in the eye, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I guess just, just pushing myself into not try to not try to allow the the non-human interaction side of me to, to take over as like, you know, who I am outwardly to other people. Mm-hmm. I want to be, you know, I, I, I want to be extroverted as much as I can, but in a healthy way, because that is right. something that I, I push myself with extroversion. I, I was wearing a mask of, mask of extroversion for many years and it was not good for my mental health. No. So. Yeah. That's uh, that's very true. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is something else too. how you were saying you want to push against things that you're uncomfortable with. You've really, really opened up a lot to just trying new things just trying even if it makes you uncomfortable trying it out you you know and i've noticed that in so many aspects of your life just simple little things like i remember one day you were like have you ever tried to brush your teeth with your left hand Mm -hmm. i'm like no well you should try it just you know so you can see it 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 forces your brain to think about it a different Mm way i'm like what the hell who's thinking about brushing their teeth with their other hand you know like this this hand works fine for me (laughs) but it's just little things like that you've you've been challenging yourself a lot lately to really try and just do new things and different things and try new foods and it really yeah you've been doing a really great job at that it's actually for me too it's even making me like want to push my own boundaries of well why not why can't i try something new oh, here we go guys you're gonna like spicy food hell yeah you're gonna like spicy food and beer <laughs> spicy food like and beer, beer here we come that's the thing I you do try like it though beer. you always do I try, will it. try it i will always try something once yeah. but not really like a beer or wine i feel like you don't really like alcohol that much it's just the just vodka yeah <laughs> and we don't like the taste of vodka you're like, oh, that's i mean a i don't like vodka. the taste of it but i also like I, if I have a drink, I don't mind it. Right. I, like if I have anything, it's vodka, and it's like oh, mm-hmm. okay. Like there will be times where I'm drinking something, and I'm, and I think, oh, this would taste better with vodka in it. Right. <laughs> I think that might be like. I know. Not a good thing, but you know. Oh God. <laughs> I was pouring orange juice the other day, and I'm like, oh, this needs champagne. Wait a second. It's like two in the afternoon, on a tuesday i shouldn't be i shouldn't be thinking <laughs> hey, this man unless you're an audio engineer you do whatever you want <laughs> yeah. i know like the amount of times that it's 8 a.m and i'm just I'm smoking a joint in the backyard yeah some people are probably like what is this guy doing does this guy even have a job <laughs> he's just doing weird shit in his backyard i know like at on tuesday at noon i'm just doing yoga and they're like i'm on my lunch break well you used to you used to work he used to work night shift and right. he was on that schedule forever 
So it'd be like the weekend or not a day he worked and he'd be up at like 1130 p.m. just outside washing his car, vacuuming it out. And it's like he's like, well, what? this is my like midday time. It's you know, very fresh. Like, it's- which I believe that. But okay babe we don't want the neighbors to think you're some weirdo because you're out here washing your car in the dark well you know they're first of all your neighbors don't think shit about you for one i always love pointing that out like we're always like oh who neighbor's gonna think i'm a scrub or neighbors gonna like your neighbors don't care about you mm-hmm. like your neighbors don't they ignore you they don't even know you exist man they're like there's dude with blue car see you later i'll never think about you again because my own life has got some shit going on um but also i mean i kind of want my neighbors to know i'm a little crazy like you know yeah like don't fuck with me you know? Exactly. Like Gotta I'm, keep I'm the most the friendly guy in the whole world, but I'll cut you. You know? Yeah. But I'll cut you. Okay. You know, I want him to know. You just kung fu him. Yeah, I'll just I'll just get him. But um, yeah, I think that changing and like finding your edges and like just doing things that are uncomfortable. You know, I I think like I, I take a cold shower every day, or, or okay, rather, I'm working towards taking a full cold shower. We'll see how long it takes me, but for the last I don't know eight months, I take last four or five minutes my shower is cold shout out to wim hof shout out to wim hof and i I do get my wim hof breath on not as often i didn't want to do it more consistently but um anyway but i do it and as soon as i turn to cold i have the intention in my head of like why am i doing this who am i what kind of man do i want to be why am i doing this and it's always i have the answer i can go back just like my dream board right Mm -hmm. i can go back and be like because i want to push myself i want to find my edge i want to take uncomfortableness and realize that it's not so bad because at first you're like water's so cold and then if you just say like okay it's cold but like am i okay am i okay am i okay and then 15 seconds later you're like oh it feels good baby feels good and 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 i think that when we just sit with our emotions and we sit with our the reasons why we do everything like a lot of my obsessive compulsive tendencies before that i've now just completely thrown into the garbage you know, when you're able to like push against them, it's like, oh, I'm not going to die. You know, yeah. like the um, I've always, you know, f- food has always been sanitary reasons, obviously food. But like I've always been, you know, I would never eat anything off the ground, for example. But now, like I had a cookie off the ground the other day. <laughs> Emphasis was, on the cookie. I really want I think I want a, a plaque for this shit is what I keep repeating it to everybody. But um, it, it, it's a huge step in the reason why you should do as a listener anybody should do um and you know things that are uncomfortable is just that like just hey this is this is something that i'm doing uncomfortable on purpose because if life was just built for comfort i would be sucking on a titty still <laughs> oh god you didn't see that coming did you i did not you didn't see that coming I, curveball baby yes um yeah. no i've been saying that a lot actually too lately um you know because i did just move jobs uh, i went to a different floor and it is very change can be hard for me and so i just think of it as if you are not uncomfortable you are not growing Mm -hmm. and i really believe that to be true because when we get in our ways and we're set and we're stagnant we're comfortable with that my last job i was very comfortable you know i could do a lot of these things super easily um you were charge nurse like here yeah well eventually yeah i got to be charged and i could handle that well i just felt comfortable at my job and but i also felt stagnant right and so now i'm stepping outside of my comfort zone to Mm -hmm. this new floor 
and it's a lot to learn and it's it's very different but I feel really excited about it too because I'm growing and I'm learning and it's very exciting to be mm-hmm. to be feeling challenged and I think that's so important we just so many I think that so many people just are so stagnant in their life mm-hmm. and it just mm-hmm. creates well and they don't want to be is the thing yeah they don't want to be and that's and that's like we're agreeing we're like man we've been there yeah we, we don't want to be either and we're like like I want to be able to for us to be able to have these little conversations once in a while and and give people little bits of advice to make them like, okay, you know, I have been stagnant, but I can look my ass out of it, you know? Right. Yeah. I think you should want to keep growing and improving and moving. And I'm not saying quit your job every other year and do something different, but I mean, I, I, there's always ways you can, you know, you is. can get, <laughs> you can get new certificate like for my job you can get new certifications Mm -hmm. you can continue your education you can take different classes you can do things to make your career path you know improve and i think overall when you do these things you will be happier because i i find that a lot of people who are stagnant in their life are really not happy about that Right. Deep they down, don't want that. they don't want that. They because don't, they had dreams, they had aspirations, you know. Right. They don't want to be just coasting through life. I mean, of course, there's going to be people that want to coast yeah. through life. That's dude. Fine, if you're you coasting know? through life, and you're like, in, so this is the thing: you got to find your greatness. This isn't some sort of everybody needs to break through the minimum wage barrier or whatever. Like this yeah. is like, dude, you got to be doing knowing when you are uncomfortable with where you are at. Right. But I think we really need to realize that we do get stagnant and we do get comfortable and we should really push ourselves out of our comfort zones and try new things. And it really will probably make your life happier. I mean, I feel I feel really happy about this change. And I know you've mentioned that you've noticed a difference in my attitude and <laughs> whatever <laughs> my excitement and just you know it translates in all aspects of your life oh, so i think i think it's to think about yeah it's it's definitely it's so scary and it's so because you're losing everything like you're like even if you don't like your job even if you're like i mean that's not just where i want to be like you might love your coworkers is the thing mm-hmm. and that's a really hard thing like i i'm very you know i worked over at warehouse for a long time and in I, I was very indifferent to a lot of my coworkers. I wasn't very similar to a lot of them, but I enjoyed hanging out with a lot of those guys. Like they were, like, and that was a big thing. I was very excited about this next step, but I did have a big, like, man, like I, I don't get to see, like in my life, I don't get to see these guys every couple of days. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I hope I'm, I'm going to wonder how your son's doing now. I'm going to wonder how, you know, so-and-so's, um, how him and his wife are doing with her surgery, you know? Mm-hmm. So these are things that truthfully, I think, if you can just cope with these things and you can learn that like, okay, these are actual, like to move up, I have to challenge myself. I have to let go of some things for something more beautiful to, 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 to come through. And you just focus your attention on being able to handle the emotions of like letting go of, okay, this is scary, but I can handle that. Um, I'm going to miss my coworkers, but I can handle that. You know, cause I think that a lot of times we use those, those things as reasons to just stay stag mm-hmm. like th- this is a safe job good like you know all, all these all these things but realistically all the things that you've ever been so worried about 
where are they at now? You know, mm-hmm. you, you figured it out, mm-hmm. you know? So I think just getting past your, your, your comfort zone and pushing yourself is, is admirable. And I'm so glad that you did too, because you know, I can just tell, I mean, it's just, it's good to see like a reignition of a spark. Like you're always like a fired up person. Like you're always momentum. Like we're just both growth mindset people. And mm-hmm. so you didn't lose that, but I can tell mm-hmm. anyway, you know, I'm sure, you know, your mom can tell close people to you. Mm-hmm. I tell her like, Oh, you know, she's not, she's not rocking that momentum. She's not, she doesn't have her NAS on. Right. Or, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. It's, it's good. It's, it's good to look back on that too and i can see that i had gotten to that point but i i felt that i felt that and that's what sparked me to make the change and Mm -hmm. but i think acknowledging it and realizing it was affecting me and the way that i felt towards my career path um and changing that was was a huge thing so i'm i'm happy yeah it's good it's good to challenge yourself yeah well um We've been talking for a while. Is there anything else that you'd like to make sure that these mother effers know? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think we we touched on the things that I wanted to talk about, but I'm sure we'll talk about something else at some point. Yeah, most likely. Um, so just we'll just end on one thing. Um, I'll just throw a curveball at you. Let's see. Where do you think artificial intelligence will be in the next 10 years? And then we'll end it on that question. Oh, my God. Here we go. Well... Uh, I don't really know where it will be because I don't truly know where it is now. I think we don't, we don't know the full extent of it because I think they're hiding it from us. You know, they don't, they don't want us to know and be freaked out and we don't have clearance for that kind of um, information. But I think we don't have clearance. Well, like, well, who knows Clarence? Someone tag him. (laughs) No, like, you you know, the government, okay. I don't want to get all tinfoil hat, but. The g- I'm going to. I'm, <laughs> I'm so going proud to of it. you right now. The government just—they don't tell us a lot of stuff. Like there is so much we do not know that's Sometimes happening. Sometimes I think that they're just really dumb. Like we think they're so smart, they're keeping these things, but maybe they're dumb. <sighs> they are dumb, anyways. Yeah. I'm but, fucking dumb too sometimes, but. But um, in that sense, I think we just truly don't know how far advanced we are unless you have, unless you're Elon Musk and like you have the means to know. Okay, but Elon Musk in interviews tells us like we're effed. Yeah, but we don't know that. I mean, we can take his word for it, but like we haven't seen that yet. So, anyways, where I'm going with this is I think we don't truly know the full extent of where we're at with AI. I have seen those robots like Sophia. It's creepy as hell, I think. And I have seen iRobot. I'm sorry. I've seen that movie, okay? I know Mm -hmm. what is going to happen. And that's freaky to me. So, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of great things with AI. But we've had this conversation, too, about um, jobs being weaned out because of AI. And then I'm like, what? Am I going to lose my job to an AI robot? Yeah, we have that conversation. I don't think you are as a nurse. I yeah, think doctors I think are, doctors are could. Because a robot could... Okay, but we say lose as, your job. Like, it's like, oh, a, a robot is taking my job. I feel like we need to rephrase that sentence. Well, because but it's, is it not that they know, are taking... No, but it has this negative annotation. It's like, dude, like, you are released to go do other incredible things with, like, your healing powers. Like, you no longer have... I don't know. Not everybody wants that. Yeah. I don't know. It's... it's a, Anyways, I hope that a robot doesn't take my job for, you know, a long time Mm -hmm. until I'm ready to retire and then they can take my job. (laughs) 
Okay. But I don't know where we're going with AI. I think it's going to progress very quickly. We've made so many crazy technological advances, even just you know with our computers and mm-hmm. and our and our healthcare and all these things. It's just going at such a rapid rate that it's bound to be. What do you What do you think people should be doing about it? Do you think people should be like just like oh, we're chill? You think they should be worried? I mean, worry these people or not worry them. It's up to you, Shaylee. Oh no! Okay, Shaylee well, is very intelligent. She studies and majors in AI, so everything she says. No, um, I personally, it is kind of worrying, but it's worrying because I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I get worried about things that I don't know about. So if I knew more about it, then I could maybe feel more comfortable about it. Right. Yeah, it seems scary. It does. Right? Because, like, you've seen the movies. It's like if they told us they were bringing back dinosaurs. Well, I've seen Jurassic Park, okay? I know how this goes down, and that's not a world that I want to be living in. Right. But that's that's the only thing I know about it, is what I've seen in this, like, fictional right. movie. So tell me, like, the facts. Show me what's going on. Teach me how this is good, and then maybe I won't be worried about it. Yeah, I think a lot of the stuff that I watch about it and read about it is... Uh, it, hmm, I'm not sure. That is hilarious. Okay. okay. See? Our girl A L E X A just chimed into our AI conversation. Tin foil hat is on maybe, right now. Maybe artificial intelligence has already somehow managed to like our ego <laughs> has pushed off on them and so now they grew an ego and so they're like, wait, the motherfucker talking about me? Nothing like, is safe anymore. Nothing is safe. Anyway, um I think I was gonna <laughs> route it back to communication because I think right now what I'm seeing is a lack of proper communication in in the artificial intelligence word, world um we have you know big people on stages having very different conversations but they don't think they are by that i mean communication between two very different types of people who lived in very different cultures needs to be not just these quick like tweets not just these quick um, interviews like we need to have long long conversations where we're not having misinterpretations where our intelligent people are able to communicate because a lot of times I'm I'm hearing the interviewee so say Elon Musk for example or someone who is is um, you, you've all know a Harari he's like a, a socialist or something uh, a socialist a sociologist <laughs> I'll edit that out. Uh, but uh, anyway, so, so he's basically asking people who are like intelligent people, like, hey, are you thinking about these risks? And they're saying, that doesn't need to be worried about. We're thinking about these things. And these people are walking away with, that conversation went well. Like, okay. Like, the, uh, cool, yeah, we talked about AI. But realistically, there's this miscommunication of like, you didn't explain to me what you really mean. So I think not assuming that the other person you're talking to fully understands you, I guess, like, like understanding that you are so different that your way of explaining things may need to be changed up and, and, and flipped around. And, and when you're having a conversation, if you really want to have communication at the base level of, of what you're doing here, like you really want to be understanding each other, you got to learn how to like, okay, so what I'm getting out of what you just said is this. Is that, you know, uh, is that what you're saying? So AI is this. Um, and I, I think I'm just including that because it, it, the, the thing that scares me about AI, uh, um, just as a general, and, um, is that 
the people who are making it genuinely don't know the dangers of what they're doing and they don't understand the people who are telling them about the dangers. Like they're like, dude, you got nothing to worry about. These guys like, Hey man, we're all going to die or whatever's going to happen. And these people are like, no, it's not to worry about. We're, we're not even anywhere near there. But the miscommunication there is right. <clears throat> yeah. So we just ended that podcast with talking about AI. Why am I not surprised? Yeah. This is something. That Next time we're going to talk about um, Joe Rogan's left armpit mm. and DMT. Mm. Okay. Neither <laughs> things I have experience with. So. <laughs> <laughs> well. Neither do you. <laughs> well, if I, I think if I watch enough Joe Rogan, I'll just turn into him at some point. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully just it doesn't happen. Maybe. Okay. Well, um, that's the awkward ending of the podcast. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. You're welcome. You want to make out? No. We're going to go make out. Have a good day, folks. Junkyard Love Podcast out.